Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of In My Opinion. My name is John. My name is Alistair. And we're back. Actually, we never tell you, but it's the same week. But we're back with another week of, epi- of, of In My Opinion. If you notice, our clothes quite similar. It's because it's the same week, actually, when we shoot this. <laughs> la, huh? But today, we're going to be talking yes. about something that... Uh, uh, last week, we talked about, about university. Now, we're going to talk about something that's after university. Yes. So... This, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about tips for people who are going to their first jobs, whether is it like uh, after uni, you graduate into your first job or uh, internships, like people first internships. Um, some of the tips that we have for you guys because we are all once in our first job before and there are some things that we that help us get through it. Lah. And this whole episode mm. is actually inspired by this Facebook post that I think went very viral you know, on Facebook. Lah. And... Uh, she actually named a few applicants about and their requests as a, someone who is trying to hire them. But we're not going to talk so mm. much about that. We're going to talk a little bit more about her remarks after that where she actually said something along the lines of like young talents but these young talents are not hungry for a job. Many are not willing to be humble and not willing to suffer. They prefer to work smart than hard unlike our older generation. And basically there are is this three mainly blanket statements with regards to what she feels the younger generation of workers can do better. So we use this as mm, kind of mm. a springboard to talk a little bit about, you know, what we feel like uh, you guys should maybe pay attention to going to your first job. And yeah, yes, but actually the first one that we want to talk about, uh, John actually doesn't understand is why we cannot, she said um, she, she, she finds a problem with people who want to work smart than work hard. But John... Before he wrote the camera, he actually said something along the lines of like, <laughs> what what's wrong with working smart? So why don't you... Yeah, why, what's wrong with working smart? <laughs> yeah, why don't you uh, elaborate a bit on that? Okay, sure. Why don't I just share a little bit? Maybe because I'm a little... I'm still a little bit... Uh, I still have the, a little bit of that blind idealism. Yeah, yeah. Uh, despite working for, for about four years already. Mm. I feel like, what's wrong with working smart? Mm-hmm. Uh, a worker that, that works smart. If, I, if, I, if my staff member works smart. Yeah and is able to get me the results that I want. Mm-hmm. I don't care. As long as you get the results, right? In fact, if because they work smart, they get me my results in half the time than the person that works hard, then I don't need to hire two people, I hire one. Mm, that's true. Now, what's wrong with working smart? I think working smart is incredibly, uh, it's an incredibly uh, important skill. Do you feel like I, it's because like I, these companies they value employee employees who like do just shut up and do kind of like in the army? I think that's one aspect of it because yeah. a lot of times, of course, people are people. You don't necessarily one hundred percent know uh how hardworking they are. There are some people who are so smart at working smart that they can do somebody else's hundred percent at their fifty percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which in that case, right? Mm-hmm. It's a terrible hiring choice for you, right? Because this guy is not working to his maximum potential. And I understand that. Yes. I get where it's coming from if that's the situation. Like they work smart in order to work as lazily as possible. Mm-mm. That's not ideal, right? Yes. yes. And this is where I feel that like it comes back to the, the other side whereby the boss as an employer, there's something you can do. And that is to be able to inspire these people to work hard at working smart. Mm-mm. You cannot have one or And that's very important eh? because can you imagine if you're able to have someone who is hyper-productive, mm. who is so smart at working smart that they can do essentially people's work at four times the speed. Mm-hmm. But because your firm is so shit, 
and your benefits are so unbeneficial to him or her yeah. that they only do work at 25% of their capacity, then that's terrible. That was, yeah, that was the point. Right? Right? Yeah, exactly. It makes absolutely no sense to, to you yeah. as a businessman. Yeah. And the fact that, and the fact is, I'm just going to put it out there because I know for a fact there are actually a lot of very, these kind of very high-functioning people. They're very uninspired in what, by what they do. And then they are not mm. doing it at their highest functionality. Mm-hmm. And then, a lot of times, the very the, the the boss will fall into this trap of looking at the people who seem to work the hardest, who appear to be very hardworking. That's the whole reason why there's actually, OT culture. When actually they could be hardworking, but they could be inefficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which goes back to the whole point of OT culture. I think we talked a little bit about this in yeah uh, the episode before. I think I think that I think that that people in a, in industries bosses right yeah. should learn to identify and reward the right efficiencies mm-hmm. someone who is able to do uh, certain things faster yes doesn't mean it's your opportunity to push him to do more Mm-mm-mm. but you can eventually result in that eventually that should be your end goal in utilizing this person better and I'm pretty sure all bosses know, know this yeah, like, yeah. it's just how you go about doing it yes yes a lot of the times people are able to function at this high functioning level because the current environment allows them to do it. But if you suddenly force them to do something that's different, they may become unhappy, they may become toxic. And then after that, this whole cycle of like, oh, young people don't want to work hard. That's not true. Mm-hmm. When you squeeze people awkwardly, they're not able to perform to their full potential as well. It's just mm-hmm. the other side of it. That's true. In order to, to fully realize people's potential, you must give them room to stretch their legs. Yes. But it is also extremely essential to remind them of what the sort of like the values. The, are. Yeah, the main goal is, right? Like, I think. Yeah, the values yeah. of your organization. Yeah, are. yeah, yeah. Or even smaller, you know, if you're middle management, the values of your department are. Mm. Yes, yeah. I agree. I mean, even in TSL, like, because we are artists or creatives at heart, there are a lot of things that we do for the sake of art, which sometimes might not be very productive for the sake of a business because TSL is a business, right? At the end of the day, mm. sometimes we do need the management and that's what the HOD is for to set us in the right path and like ask us to like, hey, you can go ahead and do your stuff but at the same time, remember yeah. what you're really doing this for. Remember there's a client behind these things. Remember that we are trying to aim for virality, etc, etc. So, um, but I, I, I do think that working smart and like being able to um, no, like the next, which actually leads on to my next point very well, which is I think, uh, for people who are just entering the workforce, it's very important to play within your strengths, like play within yourself. Mm. And I think, yeah, like no, that comes from a point of self awareness, right? So absolutely, you have to you have to understand what you are good at and what you are bad at, and I think that's very important. And like I think, you can go both ways. One is that you don't even know what you're good at, and you end up being very unconfident, and you end up not doing much because you feel like you're not going at anything and that's bad but also the other side of uh, the flip side of the coin which is the who are the people who like basically take on everything and promise over promise but because they don't know their own capabilities they overestimate themselves and then they underperform mm. and under deliver and I think yes. both ways is bad and that took me a while to figure out also not like have it like unlocked or anything but mm-hmm. uh, being able to play within your strength and understand yourself as a person right and from there, communicate yeah. those needs that what you need to happen, what what you need from the management, etc. That will be very yeah. that will be very productive for the company, la. Absolutely, and and I think one of the things that as uh 
first job people, first internship people when they come in, right? Yeah. This, uh, this what you mentioned about this lack of confidence is quite true, mm. whereby they don't dare to make their make their needs heard. Yes, yes, yes. And whereby they don't dare to say that there's something that they cannot do. Mm-hmm. You know? And that is a little bit problematic because like like you mentioned, the, the slacker versus the overzealous, right? These two are two extremes that you typically want to avoid because they will either burn themselves out or they drag people down. Yes, right? yes, yes. Yeah. So, how to, how to, as a first jobber, you must be very aware of what you can and what you cannot do. Yeah. So, if you cannot do something, say, okay, yeah. And there is a reason behind it. For example, mm. could it could be, oh, my girlfriend break up with me. I'm very sad. I want to take a break. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's valid, right? Mm-mm. What's not valid is if you don't tell your boss. Yeah. Your boss will still be expecting you to be 100%. But you're not at 100%. But you're not. Yeah. I agree. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's where it gets problematic. Because you have a professional responsibility on top of your own personal emotional responsibility and you cannot expect your boss to read your mind because your boss is your boss. Yeah. And if you dare to ask your boss more th- more often than not, mm. they are willing to understand. And the thing is, it's very clear here. I'm going to make it, make it very clear to you. Yeah. If you ask your boss based on a reason that you think is compelling enough that you cannot properly function yeah. and your boss doesn't want to have it, yes, then it's very clear that this first job is not going to be your job forever. Mm. And it's neither your fault nor your boss's fault. It's just very clear that this job is not a good fit for you. Like not, it's just like not meant to be. It's just not a good fit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird, right? weird way of saying it. But yes, I agree. It's nobody's fault. Mm. It's just not a good fit. And that's yeah. fine. Mm. And like even for TSL, like, I have plenty of times where people have asked me to do things and like say, hey, can you do this within this period of time? And I, I have said like, no, okay, give me more time. And and most of the time when I say this out of things, they were they are very willing to say, okay, let's find a way to make you comfortable in the Yeah, or how much time you need. Correct, correct. And you hear what I mean? Yeah. And that always helps out uh, because uh I don't end up committing into something that I cannot do and everyone gets disappointed. Yeah. And they also understand Absolutely. my needs and my own like working behaviors and et cetera, et cetera. I think when 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 you're when you're working this this is a very important mindset to have, especially when you have to admit there are certain things you cannot do. Yeah. Right, yeah. you have to go in with the attitude that you will try your best. Yes, but that your best may not be good enough for you. Correct. <laughs> to whoever you're talking to, you must know, must know who you are as a person, uh. Yeah. No, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You must understand that sometimes your best may not be good enough for that particular situation, that particular project, or that particular client, or that particular boss. Mm. And that's fine. What's not fine is if you don't say it before it happens. Yes. Um. No, we're not saying like don't push yourself or don't put yourself in uncomfortable positions because that's how mm. you grow, right? But yeah. uh, there's that balance that you need to strike. Uh, and then it's Absolutely. a job. You have to understand that it's a job. You have to meet deadlines. Job. And you have right? things yeah. you need to do. So uh, play within your strength and like set expectations, right? And like something that my dad has taught me since I was damn young, right? Was under promise over de- deliver. And that's a very mm. common, uh, very common advice. Uh. But I do that quite often. Basically, under promise. I'm I'm just gonna put it out there that I don't necessarily like the under promise over. Do you not? Okay. Uh, thing because I mean I mean it's good. Uh, the end result results in something good sometimes. Yeah. But the thing about it is that a lot of people when they under promise, they go too far. They don't over deliver. They just deliver. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. I get what you mean. So that is where you get the the dark side of working smart. Mm-hmm. Instead of working smart, you work lazy. 
Ah. You do bare minimum, take credit, take take salary, bang kang so. There are a lot of these kind of people. Yes, I understand. Yes, yes. In fact, right, I hate to say this, but I feel that there are a lot more of these kind of people in our older generation than our generation. Why? Right. A lot of them has been beaten into submission and lost that idealism that they used to have when they were 20 years younger. That's true, that's true. Which is unfortunate. Okay. Yeah. But the thing about it is that you must be able to identify who these people are. Mm. And for the sake of yourself, okay, in a workplace, most of the time, there are a lot of bosses that recognize people who go above. So under-promising and over-delivering should be something that you do near the beginning mm-hmm. of your career. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you have to reach a point where you promise what you deliver. Mm. Okay, go ahead, first. It has to catch up. Okay. It has to catch up. Because it, ha- it will be a very clear indicator to your boss that firstly, you know what level you are at, mm. what your abilities are. Mm. And secondly, right, you're able to perform to your ability. Mm. Okay. So what happens when you're able to perform to your ability, right? Anything extra you do, you learn and you improve. Mm. And if that is the attitude, this kind of growth, we call it the growth okay. mindset yeah. that you have, correct, correct. right? Yeah. It's very easy to negotiate to your boss when you want to improve yourself or when you want more things. Mm. Why? Mm. Because your boss has an incentive to keep you, to give you these things. Mm. Think about it that way. Because you see, uh, if this is a job doing a particular thing that speaks to you, Mm. then this job is something that is valuable to you. Mm -hmm. Valuable to your passions, valuable to your personality, valuable to whatever... And why wouldn't want you want why wouldn't you want to invest time in it? Mm. Yeah. If it directly pays to a deeper part of yourself, right? Mm, mm. So that should be a, the way first job people try to approach every job. Because if they find that, hey, this is an industry that speaks to me, I want to try my best in it. Actually try your best. Yes. And when you hit your best, actually realize that you can be better. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the constant so if you have this, yeah. Yes, and, and if you have this mindset, mm. okay, it is firstly, very easy to keep going. Yes. Secondly, very easy to identify whether this job is for you. Mm. Because if it isn't, and it does not promote your growth, and it's not something that you enjoy, and it doesn't speak to your passion, and the company is not nurturing, then the answer is very simple. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being a first jobber, find your second job. Time to go in the second job. Yeah, right. I agree. Which is also fine. Yeah, because fine. you see, uh, you must understand that we all uh, are adults here. We're growing up to be to be adults that uh, eventually have to walk our own road, beat out our own path. Yes. You cannot be caught up in uh, other people's teachings, other people's doctrines. You have to change your thinking so that your, your physical body can survive. Mm-hmm. You know, even though sometimes there's a mismatch. Yes. You know, you need to you need to be bigger than your problems. Yes. So if let's say your first job is the problem, you need to identify that some you must be also willing mm. to leave your first job. Mm. Which I think a lot of young people are afraid to do. It's true. I mean that leads on to the next point I want to bring up because we discussed a little bit off camera as well. I think a lot of people who first job, I don't know, okay, I don't know about you, John, but like when I first entered TSL as an intern, right? I was very scared of getting fired. Like very scared. Of making a mistake. You see, you fired. are a different type of people from some applicants. Yeah. Some people are applicants not scared to be fired. Legit. I'm damn scared. I was so So afraid. you have to motivate with a different thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got it. 
right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm very sure there are a lot of applicants, especially within this like job economy that's like pretty shitty, right? Like when they enter their first job, their their thought is like, oh my god, I need to hold on to this. Oh my god, I hope I get converted because like if not, I'm screwed. Mm. Like there mm. are a lot of things, a lot of pressures on you. So one thing that John actually recommended is don't be afraid to make mistakes. And I feel when I heard it, I was like, eh, a bit iffy about it. So like, okay, what's your what's your what's your opinion on let, this? Let me let me let me clarify that point. Yes, okay, yes, yes. I'm not asking you to to make it your job to make mistakes. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not your job. Yes, your job is to perform your function. But to perform your function, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Okay, and not, uh, I I would say this. You I use this term mistakes, uh, loosely because I was just telling Alistair just now that you must make constructive mistakes. Mm-mm-mm. So I do something, in the process of doing something, I mess up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I was trying to achieve a goal. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. Perfectly fine. I think it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> just learn from it. Is that not, that, that's not difficult, yeah, right? Yeah, correct, correct. I got I it. mean, just don't do the same thing again. Yes, yes, right? yes. So why I say daringly make the mistakes, okay? While, attra- while having an objective in mind. Firstly, right, you're not you're not doing wrong things for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. You're making you're stumbling because you're trying to achieve something. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Personally, yeah, that's fine. And if it's not fine in the company that you're in, then it's a very clear cut indicator that you and this company are got not a good fit. <laughs> and that is also fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay? okay. Second thing, second thing about making the mistakes, okay, yeah. is that as uncomfortable as it is. Yes. Making these kind of mistakes, having your boss scold you and whatever, 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 recovering from these mistakes to try again is how you grow and learn. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when you're working, yes, whatever industry you can be in, man, yeah, whatever you learn in school, huh, it's only going to help you so far. It's true. Uh, the practical side of things is very Everything different. else. Yeah. Yes, everything else you either pick up on the job, you learn from your colleagues or you learn by You're doing by messing up royally. By making Some, fucking mistakes. Yeah. I agree, I agree. March into your boss' office, let him scold you a few times. <laughs> and as your first job, what have you to lose? That's true. La. Your first job, that's all you have to lose. Okay, maybe the stakes will be higher now. But actually, for people who don't know, John was my supervisor. And like, I, I've made a lot of mistakes when I was an intern. <laughs> like, some of them pretty crazy. So like, mm. when an intern makes a mistake, right? Like, what as a, as, as a supervisor, what do you look out for? Personally, okay, yeah. I don't know if you noticed this, but I hope you did. Yes. Okay, my style of management a lot of times is I'm very hands-off with yeah. uh, with uh, the approach. I would rather I give your space to do what you need to do. Yeah, yeah. And then when you all need my help, I want you all to ask me for it and I will help you wholeheartedly. Yes. But if not, I, I encourage you all to figure out, to problem solve on your own. Correct, yeah. That's my style. Yes. So if let's say you do make a mistake, I will want to address this problem with you. Yes. While at the same time identifying how I mm. may have been able to help you avoid the mistake. Okay. But like in terms of so, like evaluating an intern, mm. right? What would you say is mm. a bad way to react to a mistake and a good way to react to a mistake? Okay, I feel that a bad way of reacting to a mistake, right, mm. is to purely lecture and discipline your staff member. Okay, okay. Without, you know, without the the without uh firstly addressing that the problem is separate from this person yes and secondly giving the person a chance to 
redeem in that sense. Yeah, yes. Or to do better. Yeah, yeah. It's like, for example, if they do project A not so good, right? Yeah. Another similar project come out, you don't want to give them mm-hmm. without telling them why. That's a very typical re- reaction. And I think I've done it before, you know, I went earlier in my career and I think that's not fair. Okay. Uh, the other side of it is that whenever there's a mistake, right, upper management may come and tell me to please discipline your intern. Yeah. I will say yes, but I will choose to properly talk to my intern to help them understand. I'll talk to my staff member to help them understand. And I open with like, oh, there are certain things that I didn't notice. Mm-hmm. I apologize for that. Yes. And I apologize that now the feedback has to come from elsewhere, for example. Yeah. But at the same time, I recognize your effort in this particular piece of work. Uh-huh. You did not do well here. Let's try harder next time. Yeah, let's do better. But like as an mm. intern, let's say like, like, as an intern personally, let's say mm. you mess up, like, mm. what would be the ideal way of handling it? Cause I I'm quite sure I made mistakes okay. right, and I've handled it badly. Like, in, I crum- for me personally, handling it badly is crumbling after that. Like, I I had this bad habit of crumbling lah. Mm-hmm. Personally lah, yeah. or maybe may, may, I. I, I, my suggestion is you try to separate your emotions from the matter. Yeah, yeah. It's very difficult to do, especially when people criticize your work or when it comes from a, a place of authority, but you need to do that. Once you're able to do that, right, then you'll be able to understand that, like, even if you don't agree or you're upset about certain decisions or certain things, right, work is work and you are you. Correct. Yeah. The reason you're hired here is to do a function. Yes. Even if there are some parts of it that you don't like. Mm, mm, mm. And it's important, you know, that you don't uh, let it affect your work ethic. You can definitely be upset at things. That's normal, man. We're all people. Why we cannot be upset about things? We definitely can. Yes. But it must not affect your work ethic. And this is a personal philosophy of mine. Because a lot of times, there are some times that let's say I'll do stuff in TSL where they, they ask me to do something that's different from what I believe in. And I'm a def- I'm, I, don't, I don't show it, but I'm definitely in disagreement and I'm definitely upset. Yeah. And that's fine. Because I tell myself, okay, what well, I'm upset is not the time when I should be having this discussion. Yes. When I'm upset... I want to take away myself from work. Mm. So I stay upset first. Upset finish already, then I come back. Yes, yes, yes. Ah. Then these two things are separate. Because when they're separate, then you understand that like, okay, it's fine that I disagree. Mm-hmm. It's nothing it's personal. Totally la. There's nothing personal to... There's absolutely criticism. nothing wrong with people doing things that you disagree yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People like to use chopstick, I use, I use spoon. Why, why cannot? <laughs> it's not personal. La. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's not personal. It's just a thing, mm. right? But it must not affect your work ethic because if let's say you do something that, that is not something you entirely believe in, right? Mm. But your boss is the one that asks you to do that. Then you, you you have a responsibility as a good employee to act out your function well. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like, you know, my, 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 my take on a lot of relationship problems is very similar to work problems. <laughs> yeah, okay. The answer is simple but sometimes difficult to execute. Like, not good if it's fit, not a good fit, call it quits. <laughs> okay. Not immediately, of course. You must always try to fix. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Yes. But if it's not a good fit, one thing that I feel a lot of first job people shouldn't be afraid to do is to recognize when to call it quits. Mm. Okay. That's true. When, when something just does not work out anymore. Mm. You know, that you can talk to HR, you can talk to your boss, you can talk to whatever for ages and ages and ages and if nothing truly changes, right? Yeah. Don't be afraid to call it quits. Yeah. And I think you know? for the uh-huh. for the mistakes thing, I want to go back a little bit about it because 
when I first started making mistakes when I was uh, in TSL and everything, like every time someone criticized my work for the first part of my career, career, I mm. that is I think quite inevitable that you end up thinking of it as a personal attack on you. <laughs> that when they critique your work, you think of it as like they don't like you or they don't like mm. you as a person, etc. etc. But like I think it's a good I one well, I think I remember one of the uh peer like event evaluations like performance review that I did with John he actually told me like you need to like learn how to separate it and like not take things into heart I think that was one of the mm. important things I learned in PSL that's very important yeah you know it's especially easy it's a trap that's especially easy to fall into mm-hmm. the more invested you are into your work correct correct especially if you feel and very that's fine yeah correct and I think right there is value in, in feeling very strongly about your work because if you feel strongly about your work you will outdo yourself to deliver something good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure a discerning boss and manager will recognize that. Yeah, yeah. That's one. Mm. Right? The second trap that, 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 I mean, the flip side of that is that, yeah, because you're very invested, you feel like every comment is a personal attack on your work. Yes. Firstly, feeling those things valid. is fine. Yeah. Valid. La. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. But the problem comes when you let those things affect your function. Mm. Mm. You must understand as much as we are a bunch of people in this company, uh, unfortunately, in a workplace, everybody is just a function. Even your boss is a function. Even your manager is a They function. have a job scope uh, and they have to do their job for the company. If they can't serve their function, yeah. and that's when people will feedback to HR and soon they will not, not be part of this equation. True. Yeah. Same for you as an employee. So if you're in your first job, you want to do you want to do well, Make sure you are able to serve your function. Know your job scope. And that's very important. Yeah. Yeah. And like at the same time, right, within your function, you must also recognize where and how you can go above and beyond. Mm. Yeah. Because the thing about it is that when you do your work, if let's say you are very unfortunately in a company that does not recognize your above and beyond, Mm. firstly, that's fine. Secondly, you can look elsewhere because why? No company exists on its own. Every company exists within an industry. And in an industry, you have multiple companies that you can go and try to find a good fit in. At the end of the day, it's like not the be all and end all if your first job doesn't It's not the be all and end all. But at the same time, it can feel like that when you don't step back to take a look. Mm. And when you don't step back and take a look while doing your job, you will suddenly lose yourself into something that may not necessarily speak to you and then you feel miserable and then you become one of those auntie-uncles that like to complain about their job. <laughs> yes. Do you want to be an auntie-uncle that complain about their job? No. Then don't be like those auntie-uncle. Don't. Just just straight up don't. But yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's a bit weird because like, I we both technically only had one job. <laughs> like we only work at TSL. Yeah. But like, I mean I, I don't claim to know everything. Yeah, but the thing have. about having having a job that I've stayed in for a good four year close to four years. Has it been four so years? Far, Holy shit. Four, right? Yeah. It's coming to four years. I think in January will be four Jesus. years. But like okay, yeah. it has taught me a lot about what I need to be appreciative for mm-hmm. and what I need to speak my mind about as well. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, okay, I feel that uh, a lot of bosses, I'm, I I feel that working in TSL, I'm very fortunate because I have a boss that uh, uh, allows me to have mature conversations with him. But yes. I'm just going to put it out there that I believe there are a lot of employers and a lot of bosses, a lot of managers that are willing to have mature conversations with you. You just need to be able 
to be mature during these type of conversations. Mm-hmm. Tell them what you want, tell them what you don't want, tell them what you are suffering from and tell them how you can improve yourself. Yes. Yes. That's about it. Mm. Because you see, your boss hired you to do a function. Yes. If you're able to provide insight on how you can provide to do the function better and he listens, great. And mm. if he or she doesn't, yeah, then I say ready. Quit. <laughs> the job is not a good fit for you. Yeah. I mean, it does go back to like the main points that we talked about a bit about like knowing yourself, playing within your strengths, uh, uh, trying to push yourself harder, uh, don't be afraid to make mistakes and uh, etc, etc. All these things mm. that we talked about, it does go back to that. So, like, I I don't, I feel like everyone knows these things in theory. It's just like, in practice, like, whether or not you're, it like registers intellectually but not emotionally. You get what I mean? Some people are just a bit hard to deliver these things. So, yeah. Uh, and I think this is, this this boils down to to a work relationship kind of work. It boils down to your work ethic as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like how people, emph- it's, I think a lot, of, a lot of schools emphasize on on interview techniques for your job interviews. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they are unable to properly educate on the job etiquette within the job. And that's why they send you for internships mm-hmm. to experience the industry and to learn how to act as a working adult. It's yes. to train you, mm. right? But a lot of people neglect that aspect. Mm. People go straight into the cycle of, oh, I'm just a nine to five worker. Work sucks. I know, you know, that kind of that kind of mindset yeah. that just traps yourself when it shouldn't be the case. Mm. Work, a workplace ought to be for you to stretch your legs and try to improve yourself. Yes. Yeah. A workplace should be for you to contribute and reap rewards. Yeah. You cannot have one without the other. Yeah. I agree. You cannot just contribute and reap no rewards or you cannot reap rewards without contributing. I agree. So if this one of these two things don't exist, yes. then that is not the place for you. <laughs> you always go back to that point. Uh, like, just, yeah. just move on. They, I feel that you. people have to think about it that way. Yeah. They have to accept when something is not for them. And they have to accept also when something is not for them because of them. Mm-hmm. There's a very big difference here, you know. Some I give a lot of examples of when the job is not a fit for them. But there are some times where you are not the fit for a job because you fucked up. It's true. And those are the aspects of yourself you need to improve before you jump into another company within the same industry hoping things will change. No, Einstein said that the definition of insanity is when you try the same things over and over again expect different results. It's kind of like a relationship, isn't it? Like if you mess up in a relationship, yeah. then you want to jump back into the next one, assuming that they will go well. You probably won't. Yeah, man. Yeah. Job is a relationship. Always guys. seek to improve yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's cliche as shit, but people always say that, oh, improve yourself. It's not just in terms of skilling up. Eh. Like, I mean, working with your About people. sorting yourself out. Yeah, soft skills. Uh. I think the soft skills is something that you have, we all have to work on. And I mean, I this is going to sound like a huge TSL ad, but I promise you it's not. But TSL really did. Uh, gave me an environment where I, I could grow a lot. Lah. And the only yeah. reason why I'm doing this whole YouTube thing is partially because TSL got me into video in the first place. Before that, I like hardly did video. And they gave me a lot of autonomy. I still remember the first time I uh John John came up to me, he was like, Alistair, are you ready for you you ready or not? Then like I don't know what he's supposed to say. And I said, what for what? He's like client comedy shoot. And I said, <laughs> just give it to me <laughs> I said yes but like uh, in on hindsight it wasn't ready but like uh, I'm glad that I'm in an environment where 
um, they let me they let me go in it and mess up a little bit here and there, but still make sure I deliver and like mm. like make sure that I don't mess things up too much. You know, they still let yeah. me grow and everything lah. So I would say try to find that the equivalent in your industry. Hopefully, there is an equivalent. Yeah. And, and like I would say for most jobs, okay, the more you give to the job, the more the job gives back to you. Yeah. Be it in terms of yeah. monetary or, or personal job satisfaction. Yeah. But this relationship has to be reciprocated in an appropriate amount lah, so that you firstly have your an enjoyable work experience. Yes. Secondly, you have a good work-life balance. Mm. And I mean, this, right. sounds, this, this sounds a little bit idealistic. Like, we, I, think, I think we all realize, realize that. But I think having ideals is fine. It is. Like. <laughs> having idealistic expectations is fine. Yeah. It's how you deal with some of these expectations not being met. Okay, that's true. I'm not saying that every single time there's a mismatch at work, you quit. <laughs> Remember what I said earlier? Oh, you try to fix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if it's truly catastrophic, you quit. And then like what you mentioned earlier, it's like a relationship. It is. La. It's the fact that you all chose, chose each other mm-hmm. means mm-hmm. it's clearly something that you saw in each, with each other. Yes. Work on that. It's a relationship, you guys. That's the, that's the end the end goal. The end thing that you get off of this podcast is that treat your job like a relationship. Work hard at it, mm. but know when to get out of it if it's not for you. Exactly. Yeah. If a relationship is toxic, uh, quit. Drop it like it's hot and go for drinks with your friends. Correct. But work hard at it. Uh, and, and if it work hard back at you, I then get married with that. Okay, not necessarily, but yeah. <laughs> don't get married to your work. I like, still have some life. But, but basically, you know that this is a job that you can keep. Yes. But of course, for the sake of development, you know, like how we're very different people five years ago and now. Yes. You must see every once in a while whether you are still, still a, good fit, a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. And if you play your cards right, you might be like a John in TSL for four years already. Still going I'm strong. I'm just uh <laughs> I'm just one of one of those guys, one you know. But guys. like That's I would say I'm quite lucky. Yeah. I mean both. That I both. have a mindset yeah. that is accepted by my company. It's true, la, it's true. I don't think I uh, I know we're going off a tangent right now, but I think that like uh John and I are both a bit like I won't say eccentric, but we tend to do things our way. And we tend to like like um be very not I would say stubborn, but like we have a very clear thing of what we want and we want to do it our way. And most of the time the thing we want sometimes are like not really the standard, I guess. So yeah. Uh, I mean I'm glad that despite all the times that I screwed up and Brian has talked to me, <laughs> Brian Alvos has talked to me, he was he's still willing to talk to me, you know, he still sit me down and go like, hey, this video is not good because etc 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 and I can have a conversation with him and then, but and then, and then at the end of the day it almost always ends with me agreeing with him lah. so at least we have that productive conversation that we can have no I think that's important you know what you mentioned about this yeah. sometimes your boss can give you uh, suggestions that you don't necessarily agree in but then you still follow yeah, yeah. but the fact that you tried right means you discovered at minimum firstly mm. what you cannot do yes yeah Secondly, mm. you never stop trying. Correct. Yeah. Right? You never stop trying new things to make things better. Mm. Not trying for the sake of fucking up or not trying because you you want to do whatever the fuck you want. No. Yeah. Trying because you want to make things better. And I think that's a good type of trying. And that's why I mean by constructive mistakes. Yes. 
try new things for the sake of efficiency, that should be respected. Mm. Uh, of course, you must not try things so ridiculous and then after that, you expect your boss to, hello, listen to me, I know better. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. This is where the earlier point where you mentioned about humility is very important. Yeah. You make a mistake, you own up to it, you make it better. Mm. Know yourself. Lah. Know yourself. Know that you're not, you're not all-knowing, you make mistakes and if you do, own up Which to is it. exactly like a relationship. It's like a relationship, guys. And that's the top that we're going to leave you guys off on. It's just like a relationship. And yes, if you have any, if you have any tips on how to survive your your work life, or if you have any tips to get out of a, a job that is uh terrible, yeah, leave it in the comments below. And at the same time, at the same time, I'm just going to remind you again to go and follow us on Instagram. Yes, imo.pod. Yes, something ex- more exciting stuff be coming on. Yes. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, if any advice for uh, us, we are still on our first job, so like we don't know much. So if any advice for us, any advice from more experienced workers in the workforce already, you can leave it down in the comments below. Let's have a nice, helpful community going. And with that, see you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for watching and stay safe, guys. Peace. Bye. Peace out, guys. <laughs>